We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. An ocean breeze just flew through the studio. The strong smell of sea salt we're surrounded by. Kathy Emmons is back from vacation at the ocean. Kath, good to see you. How are things? Hi, everybody. I'm so Sorry to be back. No, I don't mean that. You guys, I'm super excited to see you. Listen, it doesn't matter if you're working, you know, at the top of the moon. I mean, the first day back from vacation is always hard. You know what was really hard? Hmm. My workout this morning. Oh, after a week of lollygagging. Yep. Mm -hmm. Price to pay. I had ice cream. You know, I I don't eat ice cream because I want to fit in my pants. Yeah. I had ice cream every single night. Every night. Every night. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a family ritual, mm-hmm. and you know I don't think that helps your your athletic your athleticism. No. When you do that. However, me. at the beach you you walked. I did walk a lot. Long walks on the beach. Yes. Right. right sure. So you exercised. Sure. Yeah. Wasn't quite. The, anyway, no, it was still very hard this morning, and of course it was like in in the room that I exercise in. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Couldn't believe this. It was eighty-eight degrees <laughs> at eleven o'clock this morning. It was eighty-eight degrees. That's good. I thought, holy cow. Yeah. So you kind of sweat a lot of that oh, ice cream off, my. didn't you? Oh mm-hmm. man, alive. Anyway, isn't the ocean a great oh. thing? Isn't it just a great? It's a miracle thing? of miracles. Isn't it a miracle of miracles? It is. I just love it so just, much. Okay, so where? What? Uh, what so part I was of the ocean? in. We were in uh, the Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. the northern part at Ocean Grove. Yeah. Which is a sweet little community, and it was cool. Was it? Was so, it? yep. Every night was pants, sweatshirt. Really? I, two nights I had to double up two sweatshirts. What? Yeah, it was really cool at night. It was terrific. I mean, it was great. We daytime st- temps? Daytime temps were, uh, I'd say, between eighty and eighty-four, oh, maybe. Perfect. That's perfect. And it was the totally uh, fine. Spend some time in the water. Spend some time in the water, but not a whole lot because it is mm. so cold. Mm. It is really the water temperature. Real, yes, mm-hmm. really, really cold. Yeah, that's the problem yeah. with the uh, the northern beaches. So if you look at a map and you start in Pittsburgh and you just draw a line directly east, you run into Ocean Grove. No kidding. So it's just it's the it's to me it is the sweetest ride to get to the ocean I from bet. where we are. You're on the turnpike. You're just on the turnpike. Right. It turns into the New, Dur- New Jersey turnpike. You make a couple weird turns, and there you are. Nice. It's sweet five hours and 40 minutes, and you can Oh, be, that's excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have any seafood while we were there? Uh, I did not have any seafood. Nothing? I, no. What did you eat that was like really, uh, this is like, you know, my very My very best meal mm-hmm. was the last night we were there. We went to this new artisan pizza place mm-hmm. called Tino's on Main Avenue, and I had a white pizza. <gasps> I had a white pizza, and you will love this. It was it. They were um, grape tomatoes that were marinated, that were on top. Yeah. And then instead of tomato sauce, it was pesto. Oh, that sounds fabulous. Mm -hmm. Mm. 
Very nice. Mm -hmm. It was good. Mm -hmm. So, Excellent. yeah, but I'm happy to be back. Glad to see well, you guys. Well, yeah, thanks. Yeah, we I miss heard, you. I heard that there's been a lot of Golden Girls that have been watched by Christy oh, Stockdale. Oh, you kidding me? Yeah. My absence, which is not a surprise. I'm hey, glad and John. It. Yeah. What? I dove in. That's right. Just one episode. I don't want to get crazy here. Just one episode. You know. John's watching Golden Girls? I'm joining Girls? the club. I got it. You know, if our new producer, Christy, loves the Golden Girls, then we got to love the Golden Girls. At least we got to, you know, dip our toe into it, right? Holy cow. Yeah. So this I think, is exciting. Well, Who's you know, your favorite character? Did you pick one yet? Uh, I don't know the characters. I just know B. Arthur. Maud. Who I love. It's Dorothy. Oh, Dorothy. Dorothy. I love her. I mean, she's a fabulous actor. Yeah. And she's okay. sassy. Okay. Okay. So when was Golden Girls on network TV? I looked it up since we talked about it. Late right. 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You weren't alive yet, were you? No, it ended like the year um, before I was born. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Yeah, and so what is it? I mean, when I first heard about the Golden Girls sort of like coming into people's radars, I thought there was like a reboot, like someone was doing a brand new series. But no. it's not. She's, she's not interested no. in rebooting. No. Don't reboot it. No. What's the appeal? Tell I, me. I don't know. For me, it's just like The Office. It just gives you like oh. a contentness, if that's even a word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like okay. you just already know what's happening because I've watched the series seven to ten times. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. So I've listened to like podcasts and stuff about it too. <laughs> like, it's a really pop. It's it, it is a still a huge. really popular series. It is. I, I, to be honest, that was the only episode okay, I've so, ever seen. I mean, I I've think never I, seen it. I've probably seen ten episodes, but I think. I mean, here's the thing. When it was on TV, it would have been very uncool for me to be watching it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I had to right. stay far away. But your away. mom probably loved but it. But my, mo my mom and dad probably did. Right. Right. So I, I don't, I can't really comment. I feel like I need to step my toe in now. So it's it's become cool again, Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, there's like people my age. They, there's multiple podcasts of just from the people, Girl. yeah, from people my age. Are any of the Golden Girls still alive? Only uh, Betty, Betty White. White. Who's 99? Yeah, she was like one of the older ones, too. I love it. Yeah. All so right. much happened while I was gone. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on. Right. And I looked, if you're streaming yeah, today. Yeah, what's happening there? We've got like a, we have a picnic. I got a pest. No, it's, it's more, it's not picnic. It's more like Easter basket. It's a test pattern is what I did. <laughs> I went shopping and I thought, you know, we're streaming here and we're like sort of like in this block, this black box kind of thing. I'm just going to lighten stuff up a little bit, especially with summertime, you know, yeah. coming to a close. I don't want to even say those words. But you know, I'm not acknowledging it. But here it is. So if you're streaming, you get to see me in a new shirt. And I thought, what the heck? Boy, that's a out. treat for everybody on a Monday, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> see John in a new shirt. That's it's a low bar for radio. It's, well, because it's not radio; it's streaming, so it's you know, that's right. It's, it's everything thing. now. All right. Anyway, I got a top four. If you want to like, oh, bring exactly. Me in. Sorry, I was I was going to go to a commercial here. No, no, because I have this thing right here. All it's right. all prepared. I want you to know that when you're not here, yeah, I just skip the top four. Good. It's like no news happens when I'm no, not around. I just do monologue. Okay. I usually complain. That's anyway, as we always do, we get underway with Kath with us. They'll give us the top news stories of the day, oh the top four at four. Oh, that was a lot mm, for Monday, sorry. August 9th, 2021. All right, number one. Facebook has rolled out a new prayer request feature. Uh-oh. Yep, through which members can rally prayer power for upcoming job interviews, illnesses, other personal challenges, big and small. Don't trust. Yeah, John doesn't like it. But according to the AP, John, after a person creates a post, other users can tap an I prayed button, responding with a like or some other thing, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Facebook began testing it in the U.S. in December as part of an ongoing effort to support faith communities, and leaders from different ones seem to be largely positive about the feature as opposed to you and your negativity. Under its data policy, Facebook uses the information it gathers in a variety of ways, including to personalize advertisements, but the company says advertisers are not able to use a person's prayer posts to target ads. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Number two. Right. New York Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty said today that the goal of the Judiciary Committee's impeachment inquiry into Governor Andrew Cuomo is to conclude, quote, in all due haste. CBS News reports that the committee last week sent a letter to Cuomo's legal team asking him to provide any additional evidence before it concludes its inquiry on August 13th. New York Attorney General Letitia James announced last week that an independent investigation spearheaded by her office found the governor had sexually harassed 11 women. And let's be honest, that's the under on that, Mm -hmm. right? Including those who worked for the state as well as women who did not work in his administration in violation of state and federal law. I wonder how many women, what that number is going to be by the end. Uh Number three. Pittsburgh sports legend Mike Lang announced today that he'll be stepping away from the broadcaster's booth and retiring from play-by-play duties. He has only spent 46 years calling games for the Pens and will still remain a part of the Pens radio network. According to Pittsburgh Magazine, Mike Lang, who is 73, began working with the Pens during the 74-75 season when the Golden Girls was on, I think... Kidding. When he broke into the NHL as a radio play-by-play man, he left for one season but returned the following year and has been there ever since. He's been the voice of many historic moments for the team, of course, which we are all familiar, mm-hmm. including three cup wins in 09, 16, and 17. His catchphrases, I mean, that's why we love him, right? Scratch my back with a hand. Exactly. Buy Sam a drink and get his dog one, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all those things have been a fixture on the Penn scene, and his trademark style earned him the Foster Hewitt Award for Broadcasting from the Hockey Hall of Fame. In 01. Very nice. And number four, the Olympics are over. I'm crying bitter tears about it. And Allison Felix won her 11th Olympic medal, making her the most decorated American Olympian in track and field, surpassing the 10 medals won by Carl Lewis. Love it. According to the New York Times, a stacked team, you watched it, I bet you did, of Sidney McLaughlin, Felix, Dalila Muhammad, and Athing Moo won the gold medal Saturday night in the 4x400 relay, continuing an American winning tradition in the event that has been unbroken since 96, when the Golden Girls was also on TV. Felix, of course, was just one day removed from winning the bronze in the 400 meters. She is 35 years old and said that these will be her final Olympics, and she ensured that they would be memorable. And that's your top four at four. Very nice. Very, very nice. Were they memorable? For, I mean, isn't, I she, isn't she Oh, she's the most so lovely and beautiful thing. incredible. I mean, Every she's one 35 of them. You and watched she's that relay. Them. Every one of them. Oh, they're they're boom, fabulous. Boom. They're strong. They're determined. They're beautiful. It's like the whole pack. How about with like, you know, the, their grit is like, I know. dig in, you know. I loved it. I, I loved it, too. I had a really good time. I'm sad it's over. Me, too, because I always liked the Olympics. You know, and Christy loved it. She didn't watch it one second of no, it, did she? Watching no, she's I mean, if B. Arthur was on the relay, <laughs> she'd be right on it. You know that. Holy smokes. <laughs> All right, coming up next, uh, this week in the nation's capital, our friend Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent, comes up next. We'll find out exactly what is new with governance and such from Washington, D.C. That's next is the Monday edition of The Ride Home. WORD.
The Word of God. It's bold, it's direct, it cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi friend, this is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. The Bible felt heavy in Marzia's hand. She knew the gravity of what she and her friend were about to do. In their home country of Iran, distributing Bibles made you an enemy of the state. Marzia prayed, God, if I'm arrested, please give me strength. Don't let me deny you. Every Bible they distributed brought them one step closer to prison, but they freely gave away more than 20,000 until their arrest in 2009. Still, they rejoice because thousands now know the name of Jesus Christ. Shine the light of God's Word in the darkest places today. Just $6 sends a Bible to a persecuted believer. $60 will send 10. Call 800-279-1969. That's 800-279-1969. Or click on the Voice of the Martyrs banner at wordfm.com. In the warehouse, the job has to get done. But if you're working with an outdated forklift that has more downtime than up due to maintenance, it's time to make the switch to Noblelift lithium-ion-powered forklifts. With a Noblelift forklift, you get less downtime, a longer lifespan, fast, efficient opportunity charging, and a five-year cost of ownership that will save you almost $45,000 over internal combustion models. Noblelift, revolutionizing the material handling industry one job at a time. What's in your warehouse? Find out more at nobleliftna.com slash save. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers replacement Repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement, offer valid through 831-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Every Monday we start off the week by going to the nation's capital. Greg Clarkson joins us. He is the SRN News White House correspondent. Hey, Greg, happy Monday. Happy Monday, guys. John and Kathy, good to be here. Really good to talk to you, Greg. All right, so it sounds like the uh, Senate is putting its finishing touches on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. And I guess my question for you is, are they going to be able to get uh, the proposal through Congress in, I don't know, with the coming months? <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about this for, for, so for months. Yeah, right. And you and, and I still haven't been able to agree on what infrastructure is. <laughs> I'm not sure they have either, right. but... Uh, and, and that's you know this the interesting thing is yes there is a vote coming up likely late tonight probably after midnight early tomorrow sometime tomorrow now this is the bipartisan plan in the Senate the thing is the the White House along with Democrats on the Hill are are pushing two separate 
infrastructure bills. And this is the smaller of the two and the one that has some Republican support. And so that's the vote that's going to happen tomorrow. And of course, all of this still has to be approved by the House. The lawmakers in the House are on vacation. They're in on their August recess for the uh, for the rest of the month. So they're not back until after Labor Day, and they'll have to take up all this. So we're going to be talking about it for months longer, even though there's going to be some action and movement this week. Right. Okay. What, what, what always worries you, Greg, is as the longer it goes on, the more pork gets added to the bill. Well, that has been a concern. In fact, uh, they would have had the vote either last night or today, the final vote on this bipartisan one, except there is a, uh, a Republican Senator Haggerty from Tennessee who's been delaying and holding up the vote. He's saying this bill is too long. We need to take a look at it. It's, you know, two or 3,000 pages long. We need more time to look at it. Plus, he's also upset about the new federal government spending that he says is going to be a part of this. Uh, so he is del- he's using whatever tactics he has to delay this vote, but it will come, you know, his tactics will come to an end late tonight, and there will be a vote tomorrow. All right, Greg, what about the Delta variant? Sounds like it's uh, not only sweeping the world, but making a huge dent um, in people's lives here in America. Um, how's the White House responding? And do I dare say that phrase, mask mandate? Right. And not just mask mandate, but there's all kinds of debates across the country about vaccination mandates, you know, showing proof that you have gotten your shot, whether that's a good idea or a bad idea. And, and, and there's a big division in this country over those questions, those issues right now. The White House uh, has, you know, the president has directed the federal government to look at ways uh, to beef up mandates for federal workers. Uh, there's a limit to what the president can do, you know, with an executive order. It would apply to members of the federal government. Uh, and we're already seeing that. So today we saw uh, a memo from the Pentagon saying that by the middle of next month, middle of September, uh, the plan is to require the, the vaccine for members of the U.S. military. Uh, that's something that hasn't happened, of course, just yet. And we're, we're seeing that for members throughout, uh, workers throughout the federal government and various agencies. In fact, the White House uh, has a new form that visitors, as well as journalists who show up, uh, we have to sign and attest to our vaccination status. So that's happening at the government level. And, of course, it's sort of uh, hit or miss when it comes to private businesses and schools and all the rest when you uh, scan out across the country. And, of course, with schools starting up soon and already in some areas, the whole idea of whether students and teachers should be masked, that's a, that's, a big, that's a big discussion that we're going to be hearing about and have already, but are especially going to be hearing about that here in the month of August. Mm-hmm. To be continued. Greg, uh, just one more thing. So it's interesting that uh, Governor Cuomo, the governor of uh, New York State, uh, is on the hot seat to resign because of his uh, sexual shenanigans. Uh, interesting that the president himself last week called on the governor to resign. In all my years of, of looking at Washington, D.C., I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. What's your take on that? Yeah, this was probably not an easy decision uh, for Biden. They, you know, he and Cuomo, they've been uh, Democratic allies uh, for a long time uh, in national and uh, state politics. Uh, and, of course, you're talking about the Cuomo family. It's not just, uh, you know, you're talking also about the state of, of New York, which hosts the uh, holds, you know, the, uh, the largest city in our, in our nation. And so it's not uh, it wasn't an easy decision. But at the same time, uh, Joe Biden probably didn't have a choice in this matter, John, because he's been very vocal, um, not just on a personal level, but he has, with legislation from his days in the Senate, 
worked to protect, you know, against assaults against women. And so for him to remain silent, even though it's a top Democratic uh, ally of his, and even though it's uh, the state of New York, and even though it's a member of the Cuomo family, which has a long, you know, uh, you know history of, of government service, uh, he probably didn't have a choice. Now, of course, the president made that, you know, announcement last week and his desire to see a resignation from the governor, but we haven't seen the uh, the resignation yet either. So even though the president spoke out, uh, we're still seeing what the next move will be from the governor in New York. Greg, I know we need to let you go early today because you've got a lot going on at the White House. Um, one minute left. I want to ask you about books because today is Book Lovers Day. We're going to be talking about that next. And you know how I like to give you, you know, a little question sure, um, sure. as a conclusion. Are you a book lover? I do like books. I probably don't read as many as uh, as I should, but I do like a, a good book, yeah. Okay. Tell us the last book you read or the last good book you read. Uh, the last good book I read, um, it was, um, I'm not going to remember the name of it, it was a novel, and it was uh, it was a political thriller. And mm-hmm. I tell you, I've read a bunch of them, and um, I'm, I'm really going to, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to have to punt on both the author's name and the book title. Oh, okay. How, how no, no. horrible is that? I no, do the same thing, Greg. No, no, so we do it all the time. That. Listen, John and I are the kings of reading, you know, 25% of a book because, of course, we talk to so many authors <laughs> here on the show. Whenever you think of it, email me. Okay, Okay. because we're going to talk about it because I was reading a political thriller also, uh, The Emperor of Ocean Park by Stephen Carter. And the only reason I remember the title and the author is because I knew that we were doing this segment. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Well, the thing is, you would think that after covering, you know, news all day, I wouldn't want to read about politics or counterterrorism. But I I love those kinds of thrillers. Very nice. Greg, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Thank you. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Information about Greg at wordfm.com. Don't you hate when you love something and you can't think of it? Like, you know, who's your favorite band or you you come up with nothing? It happens more often than not. It's a TV show that you love and you're like, all I can think of is Golden Girls. No, it doesn't work. Okay. Angie's List is now Angie. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or you're planning your dream renovation, Angie connects you with top local pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, compare quotes, and book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. 
588. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, Selectquo makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Whether it's offering curbside or next day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities, when it comes to serving you, Napa's Motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight with a thunderstorm in spots late, low 71. A thunderstorm in spots tomorrow morning, otherwise partly sunny, warm and humid, high 86. Partly cloudy and humid tomorrow night, low 72. A thunderstorm Wednesday morning, otherwise humid with times of clouds and sun and a high of 85. Watch for a strong thunderstorm Wednesday night. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. just came back from a week at the beach and so when you think about what you're gonna do in that amount of time you think okay well i'm gonna maybe take a nap swim exercise and read that's about it right sounds good to me eat (laughs) sounds really good to me okay now what was strange about my trip to the beach for me is that it took me until thursday to read because i just it took a while to decompress wind down I just sat there and looked around for <laughs> Say days. Say no more. You know, I'll I get that just, 100%. You know how I... Anyway, um, I did come around to reading, though, and really had a great time. Everybody in my family was reading something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of fun. But I realized, as I was reflecting on that, that today is Book Lover's Day. Oh. Today is the day. Very we nice. celebrate, of course, the magical properties of books. And so I was doing a little bit of research this morning as I was getting back into the swing of things. And I found this website called penbookcenter.com. And um, it talks about like different facts about reading and how Americans are doing, how people of different ages are doing, that sort of thing. Can I read you a couple things I thought kind of jumped yeah, out yeah, at yeah. me? The average person in America... How many books do you think they read each year? I would say super low. The average person yeah. reads one. Twelve. Come on. That penbookcenter.com. Yes. I don't buy that. Do yep. you buy that? Americans read an average of 12 books a year. The median American has read four books in the last 12 months. Really? Yes. I'm really surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is what's interesting. That's been true since 2011. So you know how we have all these scare stats about how we look at stuff online, we're obsessed with our phones, we yes. don't actually read books. Actually, 
things aren't as bad as it really? sounds. Okay, right? I'm, I'm glad for this good yeah. news. A total of 74% of Americans have read at least one book within the last 12 months, all the way back to 2012. Wow, All really? the way back to 2012. It's, you know, it, it's not quite as frightening as what we hear about, right? Um, okay, Pew Research shows that there has been an increase in audiobook listening uh, to Americans. No now, doubt about have that. Have you done that? Uh, no, but my wife is like all over this. She's really? been listening okay. to audiobooks probably for. She was an early innovator in audiobooks. Okay. Um, I appreciate the artistry of it, the value sure. of it, but it's, I just don't do it. It's not your thing, Christy. Audiobooks. I've listened to them. Do you like them? When they're for like college and you don't have to read oh, the books for oh. school, yeah. But not for pleasure. But no, not for pleasure. No, I'll read myself. Yeah. How okay. about on a road trip? Like a, a road trip, I would like to listen to an audio. That's book. fun if you can everybody pick something together. that everybody can agree on, which right. is kind of hard. Yeah. You know, if you've got four or more people in your family, yeah. that gets that. The gets Golden little, Girls doesn't come in right. an audio book. Uh, no, uh, it doesn't. Though, though I understand people are working on that. <laughs> okay. Um, women read more than men. Mm, no doubt. That's probably not a surprise. No. Um, as you age, you usually read less. Really? Mm -hmm. That's what statistics show. And this one was sad. Americans read less than other countries. No surprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. No surprise. Yeah. So Americans are kind of lazy in that regard compared to other Americans? countries. If you are a CEO yes. of a country of a company, yeah. you are likely to be a voracious reader. I bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just a sponge. Exactly. Uh, and if you are a female CEO, mm. you read more than your male um, counterpart yeah, there you go. Yeah. CEOs. Okay, so that brings wait, wait, me to... Just a little yeah, sidebar. Yeah, yeah, tell, a little, me, tell me. When you go to the beach and yeah. you're reading, do you read a paperback or a hardback? It doesn't matter. It matters very much, and I'm glad you asked. Mm -hmm. Always hardback. I, I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I think the preferred is the paperback. It is, because it's, it's a lot lighter. Right. But I feel like it, I'm, it's not real if it's not paper, no, a hardback. No, no, no. Really? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a pretend book. I just me. like the, the, I, the heft of it. I like the substance. But at the same time, I worry that I'm destroying the book. Because I'm sweating it on beach, it, right. copper, you know, yeah, suntan, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I go, oh, I'm messing this book up. Yeah, well, you are messing it up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's one of the things you right. do because you're reading it. Do you hold in some ways a higher esteem to the books that you've read on the beach because they promote a, 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 a memory, a feeling, an ethos? I don't think so. Hmm. Do you? I do. Okay. All right. I mean, I yeah. can imagine that. If I'm looking at my library and I go, oh, I remember I read reading that, that there. I love that. Yeah, thing. yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that. It would be nice to to hit on the right book for the right time. Yes. You know, sometimes you don't have that. Have you ever read? What's the weirdest book you've ever read on a beach? Um, I read the financial report of a um, a delivery service, a home, like a food delivery service. It was about 40 pages and I read it on Wednesday. <laughs> That's and after weird. I did it, I thought, why did I do that? I don't know, yeah. Why just, did I choose to do that at the beach? I don't know, yeah. It's a horrible it, idea. It's, it's, it sounds like a horrible idea, yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry, go. Yeah, it's all right. Give me a book. Like uh, something that you've oh, something read that recently read. that you like yeah. or something that maybe you read recently you don't like. Uh, I'm, I read a book just, this is the last book that I read uh, and and like our and like uh, Greg Clarkson, I had to make sure that I had you know, all my particulars in order. It was mm -hmm. called The Bell, and it was mm -hmm. written in 1958 by Iris Murdoch. And I, I, it was one of those things like you know you're reading an article and something comes up and they go blah blah blah, and then it was like The Bell, and I thought oh that sounds interesting. So here's The Bell, um, and I did not know Iris Murdoch at all, Me but neither. I've since loved her. Anyway, it, it's um, here it is, uh, published in 58. It's set in a lay religious community 
situated next to an enclosed order of Benedictine nuns in Gloucestershire. A major theme is the yearning for a spiritual life in a materialistic age. That sounds like light beach reading, doesn't it? I You're making it. fun of me for the financial report? I loved it. I loved it a lot. Now, I didn't read it at the beach. Oh, okay. Was it accessible? Very much so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was very insightful. And, and so I'm reading about Iris Murdoch. She was known. What I loved about her is uh, it, it was less about the story, more about the internal life of the characters and the mm. psychological. And she was able, as the author, someone would say something, one of the characters, and I'd go, I've often thought of that. That's funny that she would bring that up. And it would make you think about your own thought process mm -hmm. within the characters' lives. Mm -hmm. I loved it. The oh, Bell. The Bell. 1958. Iris Murdoch. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I read a book. Uh, I finished it recently. And then I started one that I'm still in the middle of. Um, I read The Emperor of Ocean Park. I mentioned it in the last segment by mm -hmm. Stephen Carter. He's a Yale professor. And it's a novel. Yeah. So he's written a ton of nonfiction, but he has written several novels also. And here's why I love Stephen Carter is he's very clever. Yeah. And it's a, it's a mystery, but it's also kind of a social commentary. Oh. He writes on the um, on the complicated place that black Americans have who are wealthy and educated. Oh, that's interesting. And that's largely what this book is about. What's it called? It's called The Emperor of Ocean Park. Huh. Anyway, I just, I really, I very much enjoy Stephen Carter's writing. But listen to this book I'm reading now. It has, it has a pick me up title. Everybody in my family is making fun of me. They're like, really? You're going to take a book to the beach called Every Man Dies Alone. <laughs> Wait, I did something similar to that. I read A Death in Venice on the Beach. <laughs> Anyway, if you have any interest in World War II or any interest in Germany um, as, a, as a nation, the book Every Man Dies Alone by Hans Falada is epic. Really? It is one of it, – it's. I've tried to read as much as I could since I visited Germany a couple years ago on just how you, – you, you visit there. It's such a spectacular country and you think how – could this have happened here? Uh, yeah. How could this have happened? What happened? Anyway, um, it's a good reminder that as many um, as many people were led ideologically, morally, uh, spiritually um, away from the truth by Nazism, there were still people in Germany who fought against it. And this book is about the resistance. Oh. And Every Man Dies Alone, I cannot recommend it more highly. It was, the translation is wonderful. The English is very easy to read. And it is just, it's just an account of just a couple people and what they did to resist. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go to the beach. Now, you've just come back from the beach. Yeah. I already have my beach reading set. Do you? My main book. Here's what it is. Kennedy's Avenger. Assassination. Conspiracy. And the forgotten trial of Jack Ruby. Oh no! You're going to come back, and you're going to be a crazy person. No, no. You're going to be like no, no. This is about Jack Ruby, right? And his all his like mob ties, his whole life in New Orleans, I believe. I, right? Yeah, I saw this thing, and I thought, oh, that's right up my alley. I'm going to read that. Kennedy's Avenger. Are you going to come back? We're going to get what S Cyril Wecht on here? No, no. Hey, you know Cyril Wecht. Uh, it's funny you brought that up. He's uh, in a locally produced movie about him. Did you see that? I have not seen that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Okay. Maybe you could come on and talk about the crazy book you're going to read. I guess. Actually, it does sound really interesting. I'd like yeah. to hear it.
All right, take a break. Right. Come back. National Book Lovers Day. Enjoy your reading. When we come back, Charles Camosi. Oh, Charlie Camosi is going to be. He's got a brand new book out that looks really, really good. Losing our dignity. Anyway, we're going to talk about a Catholic nurse and abortion. One hundred one point five W O R D. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. An urgent message from the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Imagine if 150 rockets suddenly launched directly into your neighborhood on American Independence Day. Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the Fellowship. This is what Israel and her people live with every day. During times of crisis, your gift today of $45 will help save Jewish lives. When we went to bring food and water and clothing and medicine, and it said, donated with love by Christians in America, suddenly everyone the Fellowship touches, they know that the people of Israel are not alone. Your gift of $45 will help provide emergency aid, including food and medicine to elderly Jews and families in the Holy Land. Call 800-447-7733. That's 800-447-7733. Or donate online at blessisraeltoday.org. That's blessisraeltoday.org. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. At paid for by MPM, not a attorney spokesperson. Attention, this is an important message for anyone diagnosed with Parkinson's disease after being exposed to Paraquat or other similar herbicides. Paraquat is a chemical commonly used by farmers and those that work with or apply herbicides. Residences near agricultural sites are also at risk for exposure. Scientific research showed that exposure to Paraquat close to a residence increased Parkinson's disease risk by 75%. Numerous additional studies confirmed the link between Paraquat and increased risk for Parkinson's. In fact, Paraquat has been banned or limited for use in many other countries around the world. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with Parkinson's after being exposed to Paraquat or other herbicides and suffered side effects, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us today at 800-951-6541. Our experienced attorneys are ready to fight for you, and you'll pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Call 800-951-6541. That's 800-951-6541. Dr. Charles Camosi is back with us. Dr. Camosi is professor of theological and social ethics at Fordham University. He's the author of six books, including most recently, Losing Our Dignity, How Secularized Medicine is Undermining Fundamental Human Equality. Charlie, Dr. Camosi, welcome back. Oh, I think good to see both. Good oh, to see both of you. <laughs> terrific! You froze there for a minute, but now we're good. 
Okay. All right, Charlie. So let's talk about this story. I don't remember how old this is. Uh, Maybe a couple years. 2019, I think. Yeah. So a nurse who's Catholic, uh, works at the University of Vermont Medical Center, made it clear to her employer that due to her religious beliefs and her personal um, outlook on life, that she did not want to participate in any abortions. Um, But according to a complaint filed back in May of 2018, her wishes were not honored. Tell us the story. Well, like you said, she made it very clear to everyone she was working with at the medical center that this was her wish and this was her civil right. And she didn't want to participate in the violence of abortion, as the three of us can no doubt understand. Um, However, uh, she was told by an attending physician that she was going to participate in a um, a procedure after a, uh, a baby had died in utero after a miscarriage. And uh, it turns out that was not the case. It turns out it was an elective abortion. Did he, did he cor- lie? To, did the physician, is uh, he or she, lie to the nurse on purpose? Uh, we don't know that for sure. This is her. We, what we have is her complaint. This was never actually heard at any kind of, um, you know, trial or, or, or legal proceeding where he would be able to, you know, defend himself. Uh, but her, her. Um, the way she described it was that she was tricked into into participating into the abortion because, um, in fact, the way she describes it um, was that he said once she found out what was actually going on, he looked at her and said, "Don't hate me." So it was, you know, if that's true, then what went down there was a, a deliberate deception, and he was kind of apologizing for it. Right. Sounds like an admission of guilt. So then, what happened? Uh, apparently, the nurse was in the operating room. An abortion took place against her will. Uh, she was victimized. It's fair to say that she was victimized. And it, pick up the thread from there, Charlie. Well, in the previous administration, um, the well, she she made a formal complaint to what's called the Office of Civil Rights at the Office of Health and Human Services, uh, and um, and it went through the chain. Uh, and went up the chain to actually the Department of Justice in the previous administration. And the Department of Justice in the previous administration said, we are going to pursue this. This is an obvious violation of this nurse's civil rights and especially her right to religious freedom. She's, she's Catholic. She, she has a, both a moral and a religious objection. Of course, one could have a moral non-religious objection too, but, and that should be protected as well. Yes. But she had both. Um, and uh, and they were on the verge of, of holding this Vermont Medical Center to account when uh, last week we got the news uh, that the current administration's Department of Justice was simply going to drop all this and, and stop pursuing it. Really? Wait, so the Trump administration was on board and they were going to pursue this. The Biden administration said, uh, we're done. I mean, yeah, there's, uh, you know, I pay attention to these things more than the average bear, and even sure. I'm not totally sure, like, what the relationship is between Joe Biden and his administration, and his department of justice. Like, can they just, you know, ask or not? It seems like you can kind of do it on the down low, but it, in theory, the department of justice is supposed to be independent of, you know, the, the more formal administration so they can, you know, hold them to account when they need to. Right. But, uh, but probably in practice, what happens is the, the administration picks somebody to head the DOJ that reflects their values. And, and certainly they, they held, they pick someone at the current 
Office of Health and Human Services, with, 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 who reflects their values. And yeah, and Becerra. And and when he was Becerra was when he was in California, he also tried to violate people's consciences in the pro life movement. There, he uh, when he was Attorney General of California, forced uh, was trying to force um, uh, pro life pregnancy help centers to refer women for abortion. Right. Because that was the fair thing to do, he said. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine? No. Uh, like the you, the whole reason for your existence is to give women an alternative to abortion, right. and he wanted to force them by a state law to provide That's to provide resources. Thing I ever heard. And of course, the Supreme Court shut him down happily. But right. this is the guy who's now head of hhs and who's you know the, if the i don't know who the office who the head of civil rights office at hhs is but he's under becerra's um authority right now mm-hmm. we're talking to dr charlie camosi charlie's new book is called losing our dignity how secularized medicine is undermining fundamental human equality and just the title of your book charlie kind of speaks to the conversation we're having now right is that you know secularized medicine um i mean it, it's a complicated time for all of us, you know. We're, I, I was just reading an article this morning on how the U.S. government is trying to convince private companies not to deal in the one region of the one particular region of China where there's so much slave labor happening. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred years ago would never have known what was happening in a, a pocket of the globe that's you know, completely on the other side of it from where we are. But now we do, and so that gives us a responsibility, right? But it also makes our lives increasingly complex. So, you know, if you're a nurse and as this woman was the original story that we talked about, she said that she felt like she was going to lose her job. And so she went along with it because she didn't know what else to do. Plus you have to make a split second decision. You're not sure your, your supervisor's there, you know, so you kind of panic. So talk about the idea of how it is that we navigate these difficult times when technology seems to be king. Yeah, one of the things that I talk about in the book quite a bit is how the secular secularization of medicine itself increasingly makes these these appeals to religious ideas incomprehensible or even silly, right? So like I hear many people say things like, well, I'm I'm actually my next book is on nursing bioethics, believe it or not. So I'm focused a lot mm-hmm. on 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 nursing conscious uh, you know, conscious protection in light of the power structures that exist in medicine. And what some people will say is this is not a place for that. If you if you have this religious objection, that's fine. But then don't work don't as a, a nurse. nurse. Yeah, um, you don't be a doctor. Uh, Ezekiel Emanuel, who I just saw on Twitter a few minutes ago, is apparently going to be a candidate for head of FDA. He was one of the uh, Affordable Care Act architects. Just he said in in in, in the research I found for this the, the new book that. Maybe you should consider radiology. If if you're a if you're a, um, oh, a doctor ridiculous. who is who is who has these objections, pick a pick a um, pick a subspecialty or a specialty that doesn't put you in these I mean, kinds of positions. Can you imagine like telling somebody, well, if you don't like slaves, then just you know don't work for a shoe company. I mean, th- there's like an elephant in the room there. Like maybe we should care about slaves. Somewhere along the line, we went from protecting religious freedom and general conscience as being one of the most foundational values in our country to it being at least in certain circles and we know circles where it's not like this but at least in certain circles like powerful medical institutions to being really suspect like what are you even talking about of course you can't just say you have a religious objection and then 
opt out of, you know, abortion care, which every woman has a right to under the constitution of the United States. Right. So that, that's the, you know, that's the shift that my book is trying to navigate in some ways. So then Charlie, then medical ethics. I mean, obviously there are many people like yourselves who are deeply invested in this and thank you for that. This is just being swept under the rug. I mean, if for future generations, we're just going to move beyond this and shrug our shoulders and just get on with the, the business of the business. I mean, I certainly hope not. I'm trying to be as loud as I can. And thank you for having me on your show to help amplify this. I mean, part of the problem is there aren't many shows, frankly, that have people like me on to talk about these things. So it can get swept under the rug. It can just become the normal thing. I mean, it's it's a it's a serious question whether at least, uh, you know, depending who is on the Supreme Court. Happily, I think the folks we have on now are pretty, pretty stalwart, you know, supporters of religious freedom and the freedom of conscience. But if you just look at what's happened in medicine, those who hold power in medicine, even at religious hospitals, ostensibly religious hospitals, right? New York Presbyterian is probably the most famous hospital in New York City where I teach. I mean, there's there's nothing at, at, uh, there that would indicate that they they care that uh, significantly about this. In fact, quite the opposite. So, but you're so there this, and you teach, and so there well, must be space for you. Well, I'm I'm at Fordham University, so we're we're a Jesuit Catholic university. But at New York Presbyterian Hospital, uh, which I used to be on the ethics committee for, I was the only uh, religious voice uh, on the on the committee. And whenever I spoke up, there was always this kind of sense, like, well, you know. He's a theologian, you know, they have their kind of esoteric views about these things. And it's maybe, you know, adds a little flavor to the discussion for have for him to put his two cents in. But at the end of the day, we know that serious people, you know, don't put serious um, value on that sort of thing. Right. That's right. Break. Well, Charlie, this is the time to speak up. It is because I, I, I believe you. that simply because uh, we should give thanks to God for the um, the coming generations of people, uh, young people who have big hearts and have great compassion and care about people who are in slavery in other parts of the world and care about how they purchase things and what they eat and how they care for animals and those sorts of things. So this should be um, this should be a thing that's discussed. This should be something that's encouraged among people who care uh, and have compassionate hearts for others is right. that they reach out and they say, you know what? No, I'm standing up for the least of these. This is what I'm doing and this is how I'm showing who I am. But Charlie, for yourself, I mean, the career path to a medical ethicist point of view is not necessarily laid out somewhere. It's not as though, you know, right. you know, a 15 year old says, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Talk about that quickly. How, how did you find your way into that? Well, I guess I've always been passionate about these issues apart from anything like even knowing that there was, you know, something like medical ethics. You know, if I heard about people without access to health care, if I heard about abortion, if I heard about euthanasia, if I heard about uh, people's health care uh, consciences not being protected, it really enrages me, right? It, it, it gets to the heart of like, if we really believe these people bear the face of Christ as the least among us, um, you know, that's what we're about as Christians. It has to be. Our, our very salvation depends on that. So if this doesn't anger you, if this doesn't get you excited, I don't know what to tell you. And here's here's where I, where I call for in my book. We have to stop hiding behind the so-called separation of church and state. There is, of course, a separation of church and state. We should not have a state church. That would be ridiculous. But it doesn't follow from that that religious people, as religious people, can't participate fully in the process. And that we should not, we should not, um, when people say, oh, that's your religious point of view, you're imposing it on others. 
That's just what everyone does. Everyone tries sure, to impose sure. their values sure. on others. Welcome if you America. care about justice, if you, if, you, yeah. if you care about justice, you want your vision of the good imposed on others, whether that's religious, whether it's secular, whether it's something more complicated. But far too often, I think we've either just retreated from these, these uh, areas or we've tried to translate our theology into some kind of like milk toast like not so exactly yeah. charlie I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to close you down because we're out you're, we're out of time that's but you, what you've charlie. said is exactly right and you know we can't let it be watered down that way it's dr charlie camosi check out the brand new book losing our dignity how secularized medicine is undermining fundamental human equality charlie camosi thanks thank good you to charlie. See you. thank you good to see you Congratulations, you did it. You worked hard and saved for retirement. But now you'll have questions. Will my taxes increase? How will I cover my expenses? Will my income last? Will I have anything left to leave to my loved ones? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. I know that you need a strategy to help make sure your hard-earned money goes the distance in retirement. That's why I'm offering you a free guide designed to help you know if your nest egg can withstand the challenges of a 21st century retirement. Longer lives, increasing health care costs, and taxes are just a few of the risks to your income. Get this free guide from me, Ethan Lane, and our team at Accurate Solutions Group by calling 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Take the first step to help your money last in retirement. 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Sounds and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I had seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Where can you find a high-quality, locally hand-built mattress at a factory direct value? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Our factory direct business model allows us to provide a better quality mattress at a better price when compared to mainstream mattress brands. That's because we manufacture our mattresses in our local factories and sell them directly to you eliminating the middleman markup and saving you money and we can provide fast local delivery as well as pick up seven days a week at our factory location visit an original mattress factory location near you we depend on our drinking water supply daily but where does that water come from your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it the investments we make as a community to protect our water source now Ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider.
got some good news and bad news. The good news is that we're going to look forward to meeting so many of you at our date night cruise, which is coming up in a couple weeks. Yep. What's the date? I don't 25th. Know, 25th of August. Uh, we're going to be taking off from Station Square, right? Uh-huh. It's going to be fun. Anyway, but the bad news is it's sold out. Sold out. Just got the news. So thanks to so many of you for stepping up. Uh-huh. It's going to be a ton of fun, but if you're still looking for a ticket, you know, wait till next time. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, who... I, I, I want to be out in the water, right? Do, yeah. Bom, bom. Are you excited about your date? <laughs> You're my date. You're my date. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to try to reenact uh, a scene from uh, Titanic. Oh. Be in front of the. I'm not having anything so to sad. do with that. That's really sad. That it? really is sad. <laughs> uh, the pr- can, we, can we come up with another shit movie? With the Poseidon Adventure. That's sweet. That also ends with mass death. <laughs> I have no comment. I have nothing to say there. Okay. <laughs> you better come up with something. Okay. Well, uh, five o'clock hour. In the next hour, we're going to be talking about something totally different. We're going to go the phones. We're going to talk really... about prayer. Yeah, we are. Also, the loneliness of being different. What does that mean for her? What does that mean for you? That's next. Five o'clock hour, the ride home. WORD-FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Senate Democrats have unveiled a massive $3.5 trillion spending blueprint for many of President Biden's priorities. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says it's badly needed. The Democratic budget will be the most significant legislation for American families since the era of the New Deal and the Great Society. It is big, bold change. But Republican Senator Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania says the Democrats' social spending bill is misguided. Three and a half trillion understates the full scale of that bill. It's very, very bad policy, uh, very, very damaging to the economy, and I will vigorously oppose it. Meanwhile, the Senate just a few hours away from voting on a $1 trillion infrastructure bill that has bipartisan support. Vaccine mandates coming to the military. This is SRN News. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com, promo code is WORD.
If you drive a car, truck, SUV, or vehicle of any kind, you need GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. With the free GetUpside gas app, you can get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Nearly 3 million people have earned cash back with GetUpside just for buying gas. I always use GetUpside. Some months, I make 200 to $300. I love getting money back for things I use every day. It's just free money for buying gas. There's no catch. It's simple. And you get your cash back right away. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents per gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TAN for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Earn cash back on gas on every fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TAN for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TAN. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-555-88. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight with a thunderstorm in spots late, low 71. A thunderstorm in spots tomorrow morning, otherwise partly sunny, warm and humid, high 86. Partly cloudy and humid tomorrow night, low 72. A thunderstorm Wednesday morning, otherwise humid with times of clouds and sun and a high of 85. Watch for a strong thunderstorm Wednesday night. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. So now that, you know, uh, we're in this weird sort of limbo socially, some people are back, wait, right? Wait, what's, what social limbo are we in? Well, I got my shots. I feel good about it. I'm out walking around. But, of course, I had to go to Giant Eagle over the weekend. and oh, they're just saying, put a mask on? Put a mask on. Okay, that's fine. I went into another store right next door to Giant Eagle. I just walked in. Nobody, you know, nobody, it, which is kind of weird, weird, right? Yeah. Um, I wonder about this. I'm at church, uh, first week back at church. I mean, I'm hugging people. I'm kissing people. I'm, like, all happy. What about shaking hands? Okay, I did it the other night. You shook someone's hand. I wasn't even thinking about it because I've done it for so your long. Life. Right. I've done it for so long. Yeah. I listen to this. I'm in line to get ice cream, which I, you know, I just returned from vacation. And I got ice cream every single night of vacation. That's good. That's a good okay. vacation. Which, you know, I never do because I want to fit in my pants. So, so it was a real departure. But there's this terrific ice cream place in Ocean Grove, New Jersey. And as we were waiting in line on Saturday night, this guy 
comes up into line behind me and he says, you look like a nice person. What's your name? Oh, no. Here it comes. Anyway, that turned into a whole hour and a half conversation between his group and our group. They were wonderful people. They were absolutely great. Were they really? They really were. They were absolutely, Jeff and Gene, terrific. We had such a fun time. he just spotted you. He just came up in line behind me. He didn't spot me. He he was right in line behind me. Anyway, they bought us ice cream. It was terrific. When we ended, we said, it was so great to meet you. I shook his hand. Oh. And the and the other guy, Gene, said, "What are you doing shaking hands?" Uh huh. And I thought I'd say I just forgot. I just forgot. But so Jeff that, shook your hand. Jeff shook my hand, but Gene, who was next to me, was like, "No, no, no, we're not shaking hands." And he put out his fist. Uh huh. Okay. Now, so, so is shaking hands over? Well, I'm I'm looking at uh, some, an article here today, and uh, they're saying trade shows are now in place. Right? People are going back to trade shows. Right. And at a recent trade show, they were handing out I shake hand stickers. Now, they didn't want to, you know, hand out I don't shake hands. Oh, wait, is this going to be like the whole thing, like I don't wear a mask and I shake hands? Right. So now, you know, I shake hands. Okay. So people are going to come back. I mean, I've, I've, fifth, I've fist bumped. I've elbow bumped. I don't think I've shaked, shook anyone's hand. Yeah, I think it's the first time I've done it. Mm-hmm. It's been around for centuries, right? The handshake. Um, okay, so when you go to other countries, yeah. you've traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember? So it's different in different cultures, very, right? Well, usually, um, you know, I'll listen to what I'm, you know, some people that I'm with. There's a, a, a guide or someone in country that I'm with. They'll say, don't shake someone's hand. Like, don't shake, hold your right hand out. Right. You can shake with your left yes, hand. right. Or you can bow. Yeah. Or, you know, there's an experience. But the handshake, I think, I don't know. Is it a is it a Western? It's only European Western because you know when you travel to the to east to somewhere you know in the Far East, you can't you're shake. Not doing that. You're not shaking somebody's right hand. No, that's an insult. <laughs> yeah. Serious insult. It is an insult. Yeah, but I don't know. Now bowing was the safest thing for me when I was there mm-hmm. in the Far East because I was so you I I can't shake someone's left hand like that's so unnatural for me it doesn't seem hand. it doesn't seem to work right so I just said I'm bowing wait I, can you funny bring this up we were cutting bread yesterday and um in our in our house we're making BLTs nice and I my wife and my son they were cutting they cut their you know we. It's, it was a loaf of bread. You want to cut your loaf of uh, your your slice of bread to your dimensions. Sure, because okay. some people like the thicker slice. Right. Some people prefer the. So the then thinner. we all had, and then they handed the knife to me, and I cut it with my left hand. Well, and they were like, left-handed. But they were like, "That's weird looking," and I didn't even think about it. But, but you're left-handed. Yeah. Do you not normally use the left? Well, hand? sometimes I use my right hand. Wait, anyway, you want to show off? No, I just kind of whatever felt natural for the moment. Okay. Anyway, now when I do think about shaking someone's hand with my right hand, it does feel dirty. It grosses you out a little. It does gross me out a little bit, and I'm I'm not like some Pollyannish, you know, kind of like. Really? So all you can see are germs. A, a little bit, I feel that way. I never thought about okay, it. Okay, what about if you were going to Europe, where you're going to have to do the kiss? On both cheeks. So what are they doing there? You know, Americans don't do that well. No, Americans it, are always no. stiff. Of course, it seems really right. But you're when you're there, you, you feel like doing? you feel like you have to. I'm like, like, I'm not doing that. You know what happened every, especially for the first, I don't know how many days. You know, I'd go for the one kiss, yeah. and then I forget about the second uh, kiss, and then I'd be like crashing noses with the person. It's really. How about? 
Okay, but just... seriously, if, if we're concerned about shaking of hands, yeah. they can't be doing the double kiss. Well, I think that they probably will continue to do the double kiss. Why? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to speak for the entire continent. How about, I don't, I do, I despise the fist bump. Do you? The elbow bump just seems like cheesy. It's weird. It's, and then, right? plus, you have to get pretty close to somebody right. to do that. I mean, at least if you did the fist bump, we can stay a respectable distance apart. How about if you saluted someone? No, I don't want you to you ever salute saluting. anyone. <laughs> How about you pointing at somebody? Hey, you. Hey, buddy. Okay. So, our, uh, okay, so let, let's ask our producer, Christy. Christy, do you, you're 27 years old. Mm-hmm. Is there, when you're leaving somebody, is there any. Physical, formal, anything. exit or entrance. So, like, who are we talking about? For, okay. like, well, for I'll my ask, best friend? I'll ask. No. Wait, no, I am. You I'm can, asking oh. friend first, and then I'm asking, like, just a person. So, like, You're, my best friend, mm-hmm. I would give her a hug. You would? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, okay. Not a kiss? No. No, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> that's real weird. <laughs> but Okay, what about when you applied for the job here? Did you shake these guys' hands? I don't think I did. Uh-huh. I think, like, I made a joke about it. it was like, ha, COVID. But, like, I had a mask on and everything at that time. Oh, so that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you applied for a job with a mask on, and you got the job. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But then when she showed up, <laughs> no one knew who she was. Yeah. Okay, so when you... she had you, a misshapen from when, the When you're over. leaving some... Okay, when you're leaving somebody now, what are you doing? I'm just leaving. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm leaving. I just walk away. <laughs> I just walk away. We've become so like incompetent. Um, I'm not kissing anybody. I'm okay, not shaking so if you anybody's were me hand. In the ice cream place the other night, and you just met somebody an hour and a half earlier. You had a fun time. Wow, it was so great to meet I you. I want to shook his hand. You wouldn't have done anything. Well, that's not well. No, because so what, I was at Yellowstone, and I met a guy like that guy you met, mm-hmm. who I loved, and I spent a, a chunk of time with him. I spent a, a, probably an hour with him. When I left, no, I didn't shake his hand. No. We Did you to touch him on the arm? Because you do that sometimes. I do. I, yeah. I do do that. Yeah. I'm a bit of a toucher. That's I? fine. That's, That's right. Kind yeah. of freaks people out. I'm not a toucher. I am. I am. One time I touched the guy at an event. He's like, don't touch me. I'm like, oh, sorry. So I'm I would a, never say that. No, the guy did it. That's uh, only what you think. And I just kind of touched him. Like, leaned, you know. Right. I don't want shaking hands to go away, even if you think it's gross. And even though if it does, I don't want it to go away. But I understand. I mean, I get it's a it. filthy habit. I get it. But it's it's mannerly. Yeah. Well, manners change, right? Things change. Great. Well, that's. I, I think it's probably time. All right. right? It is. How about? Here's the worst thing. How about like when? Sometimes I've been on mission trips. This is the worst. And this is so. I don't even think about this. Where I'm with somebody, shake their hand, and then I get on my my little vehicle, the little bus that I'm with people, and then I immediately put Purell on. Oh it's yeah. It's like that's so. In, yeah, it's that such is, an insult. It is a total. It's such insult. an insult. So yeah. which tells you everything you need to know right there. Exactly. I'm being mannerly, right. and right. then I'm wiping off the germs. Right. Anyway. Sometimes I just hate our era. Right. I just really do. Okay. Uh, listen. Um, I've been thinking about prayer because I had a conversation with a friend today. I had a little family turmoil earlier in the day. And even before that, I've just been thinking about the nature of prayer and what it is. You know, if someone said to you right now, what are you praying for? What have you been praying about? Now, I know that's a deeply personal question, but I'm curious. Okay. Well, so, all right. So what was the thing that happened today? Okay, so oh, 
we have to go. Do we have to go? All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about what happened today with John. And we'll take your phone calls yeah, at 800. 800- yeah, 800-320-8255. John's going to tell his story about what he was praying about. And we're going to hear from you. What What are you praying about? And what's that been like? I mean, have you heard anything back? Has anything happened? Yeah. Prayer and your thoughts. And join us on the phone. 800-320-8255. 101.5 Word FM, WORD. This week on A New Beginning, tune in as Pastor Greg Laurie brings solid reassurance for the times of trial that come upon our lives and help in sharing the good news with those in our circle of influence. It's an important set of studies this week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. When you're in college, sleep is important. But thanks to your studies and busy schedule, you might not be getting enough rest. That old mattress you've had since you were a kid, though, it's just not cutting it. Upgrade your sleep experience with a locally made, hand-built mattress from the original Mattress Factory. We offer a variety of mattresses, including Twin Extra Long, to suit every comfort preference and to fit every budget. And we offer fast, local delivery as well as pickup seven days a week at our factory location. Visit an OMF store near you to learn more. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. A story of God's blessing from the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Katerina, a Holocaust survivor. Katerina was one of many children when she was younger, and she remembers her mother and her father, all the good times that they had with the synagogue and Jewish life, and she'll never forget the day the Nazis came in. I am blessed to thank the American people again because you brought me food today and you saved me from hunger. She said, Americans are here to save me once again. This is from Christians in America. We're going to be here with you. A gift of $25 to the fellowship helps provide one survival food box for a poor elderly Jew. Call 800-489-8585. 800-489-8585. That's 800-489-8585. Or give online at helpjewishpeople.org. That's helpjewishpeople.org. I need help. My husband just told me he wants a divorce. Focus of the Family is here to strengthen marriages. Do you think you and your spouse have what it takes to help us do that? We think you do. All the ups and downs, the mistakes, the conflicts, you've overcome them so you know there's hope. When you share that hope with others, you help Focus on the Family save marriages. Begin your journey as a Focus Marriage Mentor. Find out how at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Marriage Mentors. What are you praying about lately? What are you praying for? And if you prayed, did anything happen? 800-320-8255-800-320-8255. I had a family situation earlier today and uh, it involved one of my kids, my, my youngest son. And, uh, you know, as the dad, I, I, 
I got to I got to sort of take some action here. And so I called someone here at the station who's a friend of ours. And and I said, uh, uh, you've got a connection to this die and I need to talk to you about this. And she said, OK, John, wait, before you make that phone call on behalf of your son, I would suggest that you pause and pray. And pray for the nature of your conversation, the quality of the phone call, that God is with not only you, but the person you're going to talk to as well. And she told you that because she's known you for a long time. Yeah. And I'm guessing because she also could tell that you were absolutely keyed up about it. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. And I was keyed up about it. I wasn't angry about it, but I was anxious about it. Right, right. I was, yeah, I was with a cloak of anxiousness yeah yeah and you know what i knew that i knew knew that about prayer but when you knew you you should but you would you have done it if she wouldn't no yeah no i was calling to for her to ask for advice about the situation because she had a little bit of an inroad about that i was looking for advice and her advice was before you go forward pray and I thanked her, and I did. And I sat here at my desk, and I faithfully prayed. And then I made the phone call. <laughs> and no surprise to you, listener, it was a great phone call. And I was calm and cool and collected. You were able to express yourself? and Very clearly. Yeah. And the recipient in the phone call was kind and at the end of the phone call, she said, thanks for calling. Have a great day. It was good to talk to you. And I said, you, you as well. Hmm. And you know what? I've been a Christian for a long time. And how often you forget. Yeah. I mean, that should have been the, fir- that should have been the first thing. You and know, I love to pray. There's a book that we both love called A Praying Life by Paul Miller. Oh, that's a great. And there's one quote from it that I think of often. And he says that this is not an actual quote. This is just the idea of it. He says, if you look at prayer as a discipline you have to do, you're not going to do it. Yeah. But if you look at prayer as a cry from a helpless person, you'll do it. Hmm. You know what I mean? So instead, so it's not like we have to be better people. And we have to be more disciplined to do it. It's that we have to realize how little we have to offer and how much we need it. That's excellent. Say that again. Yeah. Well, if you look at prayer as a discipline that you have to do, you won't do it. But if you look at prayer as a cry from a helpless person, then you'll do it because you'll recognize how helpless you are. That's fabulous. That's exactly what happened today. So we just, I told Kath this conversation before we were talking about the show today, and she said, let's talk about this on the air. So what have you been praying about? What have you prayed for? And has there been any any direct, and not, you know, it doesn't have to be any earth-shattering thing. What happened today was a simple phone conversation, but it changed, it changed me. I believe it changed the person I was uh, talking to and... Ultimately, I heard later on this afternoon, the outcome, it changed the outcome. Mm-hmm. 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. We'd love to hear your story or your comment or your engagement about prayer. I know it's a very personal subject, and I'm not looking for intimacy here, 
although if you choose to share, that's your business. But why don't you give us a call and share that? What have you been praying about? What have you been praying for? What happened? 800-320-8255. Let's go to the phones. Hello. Who's this, please? Uh, Reverend Dan from Salzburg. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan. What do you got? Hi. It's been a long time, John and Kathy, since I uh, called in. It's probably been over a year. Um, yeah, I just I think it's a great conversation. I, I pastor a little church uh, half time up in Salzburg in Indiana County, mm-hmm. and uh, the the first of all, I was listening to a show on on your radio station on my way into my other job in Blonox a couple of weeks ago, and a gentleman was talking about a chaplain. He he wrote a book uh, called "I See the End of You," and he is a neurosurgeon. And he uh, was talking about praying with his patients. He deals with people with brain cancer. He's a surgeon for people with brain cancer. But a chaplain that he was working with said to him that uh, prayer is more not us trying to bend God's will to ours, but us trying to bend our will to God's. And that really, really struck me. And... Pat, you, you both know, because you're both involved in the church and you talk about this all the time, the church is really hurting. Little churches like mine, medium-sized churches, big churches. So I have really been praying for my church, but churches in general, that people get back to church. Um, it's just, I, I talk to a lot of my friends and attendance is down. We don't know if these people, a lot of us don't know if the people are going to other churches or not. So that's one thing I've been praying for. Uh, the other thing I've been praying for is my daughter. My youngest daughter is an athletic training major at it, and she was going to apply to PA school, physician's assistant school here coming up, and she's just really stressed out about her senior year coming up. And uh, she she went to a Bible study down between uh, Hillman Library and Carnegie Library in the tents have there. Yeah. Uh, she met somebody while she was walking. A couple weeks ago, this young couple asked her. She went to church somewhere. She told them, "My dad's a minister. I haven't been. She, she's a believer, but she hasn't been going to church much down there. And anyway, she's gone by herself to these two Bible studies the last two Thursdays. And I am ecstatic because I, I had a transformative uh, small group experience. And um, and yeah, I, I've been praying about those those two things and. Just uh, that, that's kind of the, the main two things that I've been praying for. That's good. Dan. That's good. Dan, thanks for calling if in. People would come Appreciate back to it. church. Please do come back to church, yeah. Dan. I mean, that's we've been talking about this a lot. So uh, I pray that people come back to your church in droves and uh, certainly prayers for your daughter. That's really mm-hmm. powerful as well for anybody who's got a kid. Right. And you think, are they going to go back to church? Are they going to become believers? Are they going to stay believers? Are they going to slip away? Dan, thanks an awful lot. It's good to hear your voice. All right, 800-320-8255. The question is, what have you been praying, what are you praying for? about? And, and what's happened? Has anything happened? Maybe you've been praying about it and you feel like nothing's happened. It's okay to say. Do you, do you think that, do you think that your prayers are always heard? Yes. No, you had to think through. Well, that. I had to think through it because I was thinking that if we, I mean, Jesus told us if we don't forgive other people, then he's not going to hear our prayers for forgiveness. 
So I was thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a stumbling block, well, isn't it? Important thing to c- consider. Yeah. I mean, but every time I pray, I mean, ninety nine point nine percent of the times I pray, I don't feel anything. I don't. Yeah, I don't experience uh, some kind of. I don't either. Supernatural thing. Well, I know this. Feelings aren't facts. Yep. And if I'm praying for a feeling, then that's just mm-hmm. folly. Wait, let me get this number. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. I remember when my dad was sick and uh, we were in the hospital a lot and, you know, going through treatments. And he wasn't a believer at that time. And I remember being in this one doctor's office at the um, at the cancer center at Allegheny General Hospital. And we were in this same doctor's office every month for five years so this was like i was used to the office i'm used to the view out the window i'm used to the chair i sat in you know the whole nine yards yeah and if you've ever you know been a cancer patient yourself or you've been a support person for a loved one who is a cancer patient you know that those are those those meetings are just fraught with tension right because you don't know what what you're going to hear anyway a prayer i often prayed when i was in there is if nobody else acknowledges you or thanks you in this room, I will. It wasn't really a prayer, but I just wanted to just tell God that I knew he was there. You know what I mean? I just wanted to say that. Acknowledge God's yeah, presence. Yeah, I just wanted to. And over the years, that became really important to me. You know, it was like I was I, I was reminding myself, but I was also kind of making a statement. I, I don't know. I think. I think just it doesn't have to be a big long thing. No, it was but just something that happened regularly. Even just a thought. Yep. Right, and that's enough. Let's go back to the phones, okay? Um, eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. We're talking about prayer, and what are you praying about, and what are you thinking about as you pray? Uh, I thanks for joining us. Who's this, please? Uh, my name is Don. Hi, hey, Don. You're on the air. Thanks for joining. Hi, how are you? Hey, I met you two. Oh, I didn't meet you, but I saw you two characters. A few years ago, you were hosting what? Pastor Bickle for that leadership thing down oh, yeah. at Station Square. Because yeah. oh, yeah. I'm a part of his Bible study, yeah. and I've been listening to you guys. And so uh, two and a half hours ago, my daughter-in-law called me, and her, her father, who lives by himself, uh, of course, she was working, my son's working, and she called. She said, are you busy? What happened? My dad fell. Don't know whether he had a stroke or whatever. And uh, EMTs are there. So I called him, and they said they were taking him to Presby. And so I beat feet over there, and I was waiting for him. And so I could let my daughter-in-law and my son know, hey, I'm here. Nice, and the good. people and, – and, and I see, I pray all the time. I love praying. Yeah. Absolutely love praying. And I teach it, and I also get to preach now and then at my, my congregation. And the key word on Pastor Dan when he was talking about – it's obedience. Mm-hmm. The Lord says to pray, and and it's not a I should or shouldn't. And you know, John, what you were talking about, it's not. Uh, we have a tendency to forget and say, well, when all things, you know, happen, right, pray, right, right. you know, last right, thing. Right, when you, right, tr- when you tried it. all the other options, 
<laughs> yeah. So, and the, one of the my favorite words that I love to preach and teach on and share with people, even in a grocery store, is obedience. Mm. Now that covers an awful lot of things that in sure God's does. word. Yeah. Obedience. So, what's the first thing that should be on your mind? Like when I go out to get in my car, I got to make sure I got my keys in my pocket so that the car will open. That's obedience. Mm. So when you when you begin to Focus. That's one of my favorite words also. I minister to some people. When you begin to focus, what's first in your life? It's looking to the Lord. And so when my, my daughter-in-law knows, because I've been teaching a Bible study, her father is coming to know Christ as Savior, and we were to meet at his house tonight. Instead, I prayed for him over at Presby Hospital. Fabulous. That's really good. I really love the phone call. Yeah. Thanks enough Thanks, a lot. Thanks, John. Good to hear from you. 800-320-8255. We can squeeze one more phone call in. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us, talking about prayer. Who is this, please? Hello? Um, Fatima. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm well. Good. Um, yeah, I, I just want to make a, just have a comment about prayer. Sure. Um, I, I know... I think there's a verse in the Bible. I just can't remember exactly how how it goes and where is that. But it talks about when when God's people pray, then He'll hear them. But if you're not a um, if you're not a Christ believer, um, when you pray, God is not going to hear your prayer unless you're praying for salvation. That's interesting. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. Tell me your first name. Fatima. Yeah. Fatima. Um, I. I have heard that also. I, I have I have friends who you know who are, not, who, who are believers or not believers who are believers who would certainly ascribe to that theory. But here's the thing: like I don't, I'm not sure what verse that is. I don't, I I I don't believe I've ever read, read that. But like God is God. He, yeah. I, I mean, it's not like there's something that's beyond His knowing or beyond. He knows the move of every heart. He knows the thought. Um, the thoughts that we think he knows the the longings of our hearts. So I don't see that there's any purpose in thinking that he doesn't hear people when they pray. And I mean, he, believers or not, he hears right. it. Well, maybe maybe I should um, restate the question. He hears all prayers, but where he answer the prayer? Well, I don't, he, where he answer a prayer? Yeah, I don't know. Well, gee, I mean, not a how, That's good. Yeah, I I don't even know why um, why we should need to know that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure it helps us to even if, first of all, we couldn't come up with, with the answer that's correct because we're not, we don't have God's mind and heart. Um, we don't have his character. We don't have his essence. But even if we were able to like throw us, you know, stab in the dark, why? Like he's God. He, he'll do the right thing. So, uh, so that's interesting. So you, our, our caller said she, you know, has heard this, but can't uh, can't know where the passage is. You said the exact same thing. I've heard this, but yeah. I don't know where the passage where is. is. So I wonder where that is. I don't know. Does anybody know? I'd be kind of curious because uh, that that's an interesting discussion. That God hears our prayers, but as a believer or not, decides whether He answers that or not. That's very interesting to me. All right, we need to step away for just a minute. Okay, uh, stick around. We'll be back in just a few minutes. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on 101.5 Word FM. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment. 
and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Grove City College, a group of young people who are engaged in a rigorous academic journey. Mm -hmm. That's fair to say. What happens at Grove City College? This is not essentially for the faint of heart. It is a rigorous, Mm -hmm. deep dive into an academic load. It is. You know, I've had this conversation with both of my kids a lot over the last couple of years. Mom, I don't know how I'm going to do on the midterm. Like, I I don't know. What, What if I don't pass this class? And, you know, both of my kids do pretty well in school, but it's a challenging atmosphere. What I love about it, though, is that there's help for you. You know, it's like if, if you if you can't get what you need, if you feel like you don't have what it takes to pass microeconomics, which I didn't when I was an undergrad, right. <laughs> they've got a, a great tutoring setup. So it's it's one of those things that you want to be challenged, but you want to also have some people behind you to support you so you feel like in the challenge you can succeed. I'm into that. Grove City College, rigorous academics, great and fun athletics, wonderful Christian values, and some of the most amazing people that I promise you you will ever meet. For more information, look online for you or your rising senior gcc.edu Hi, this is Robert Jermalowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorfitsburg.com Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we'd love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. She could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Word Pittsburgh skill. And after she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Word Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do. And Alexa. Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. Word 101.5. We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight with a thunderstorm in spots late, low 71. A thunderstorm in spots tomorrow morning, otherwise partly sunny, warm and humid, high 86. Partly cloudy and humid tomorrow night, low 72. A thunderstorm Wednesday morning, otherwise humid with times of clouds and sun and a high of 85. Watch for a strong thunderstorm Wednesday night. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Marvel movies. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Superheroes. Cap. Well, you know, this is a particular sore spot for me. Hmm. It is a sore spot for me. Tell I, me the why. Marvel Universe thing, I, I believe it's just a cash grab. And for the most part, I just don't like them. I don't really care about them. 
I just think it's a cheap, easy, quick buck for the movie studios. That's all. So as a moviegoer, I have very little interest in it. That's all I have to say about it. Well, I totally disagree. And I think you're wrong because the Marvel Cinematic Universe is endlessly interesting. There's canon. There's things you have to know. There's a backstory you have to recognize that changes how the superhero acts now. It gives you compassion for them. gives you understanding of where they've come from, their culture, what they bring to the world. Yes, everybody needs a hero. I love superhero movies. Uh, to me, it just doesn't make sense. All right, does this make sense? You're wrong, by the way. Did I say that? I just want to say it again. Does this make sense? Hmm. We just talked to three people on the phone. As we're talking to them, you envision what they look like. You picture where they are making the phone call from. Mm -hmm. There's an emotion there. There's all this talk about backstory. There's all. Does the phone call in a texting age make sense? Uh, does it make sense? Yes. Yes, it does make sense. No, it's a generational I thing. I think it does make sense, but I don't like to do it. I like to be on the phone. Uh-uh, not I, me. It makes sense to me. No, I don't need to talk to any of you guys on the phone. I like talking on the uh -uh. phone, and it's a good skill set to have. Sure, And I believe, I believe the most successful people in the future will be those who know and love mm -hmm. the phone. Chrissy, you say no. Does that make sense? The only time I talk on the phone is, like, in the car. Really? But don't uh, you only, enjoy it? Is it enjoyable only, on the phone? The only time Not I really. talk on the phone is never. Really? Oh. I like the phone. But I still think it's important, and I believe it's painful for me to say this in this segment. I believe that kids, we should teach our I'm kids wrong. to talk on the phone. Mm -hmm. no, we should equip right. and engage our children right. to be good phone, to, mm -hmm. phone what? People who can express themselves well to other people in that medium. And I clearly did not do a good job. No, you didn't. But I came to your rescue. Uh, no, I, thank God you're here. Because whenever I run into a, like a wall, I go and what and like and I say it with authority, all of a sudden, and then you pick the thread up. That's all right. Like you know, it's like fill in the blank. I'll do that at right home, home, and I'll go and what, and my wife goes, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? W O R D. Moms are the most influential people on the planet. For years, you've trusted Focus on the Family. Now you have the chance to experience it in person. Enter the Focus on the Family VIP experience. We'll fly you and three others to Focus on the Family headquarters, where you'll stay at Great Wolf Lodge in Colorado Springs and sit in on an actual Focus on the Family program. Enter once per day and complete bonus tasks to increase your chances of winning. The Focus on the Family VIP experience. Register to win at wordfm.com slash focus diabetes high blood pressure anxiety meds everyone's on them if you're a 50 year old male maybe a bit porky and you may even have type 2 diabetes a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month call term provider speak with big lou at 800-555-2085 big lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes are overweight or have high blood pressure term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can
can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. Uncle Ryan is going to talk about what in the world a direct lender advantage is. So, wow, I've been doing mortgages now for about 18 years. I started United Faith Mortgage with my father. We have a small team here. And honestly, I really think that's what makes us shine. The advantage of us being a smaller team is really the customer service. It's so important to me to make sure we hold your hand throughout the entire process. The other big deal thing is that we're an arm of a large company who has a really big financial backing and a direct lender advantage. Essentially, what that means is that our company gets to use its own money within its own walls. Um, And that's a really huge advantage for our listeners. Because typically, as a direct lender, we may be able to offer you a better rate, which over the life of your loan saves you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. One of my favorite books is this book uh, called Winesburg, Ohio. And it was written in 1919. You know this book? No, but I've heard you talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it one more time. So it's almost like knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a book that was written in 1919 about a small town in Ohio. And it, all it is is these small little tiny character sketches. And one bleeds into another. And the reason I like this book is that I believe, I have this weird theory, that before mass media, before radio, television, the internet, that people were extremely different than they are now. That mass media has somehow homogenized us mm-hmm. as a culture, as a world. And I think we're the lesser before that, lesser because of that. The problem is, though, that when people are different, there's always mm-hmm. been outliers in society, hasn't there? And I read this book in Winesburg, Ohio, and I go, there's the outlier there, there's the outlier there. And your heart in some ways, you know, it's good to be part of the group, but I think all of us know that we're always outside the group as well. Don't you think that's mm-hmm. true? Yes. Well, our next guest has written about the loneliness of being different. Lydia Brownback is with us. She's an author, a speaker. Her books include Finding God in My Loneliness and the Flourish Bible Study Series. But here to talk to us about the loneliness of being different. Lydia, welcome to the show. Great to be here with you today. Yeah. So, Lydia, this is an important thing to talk about because I think we all know what it's like to feel different. Um, And I hadn't thought about that as being a lonely feeling until I read your article today. But I think that you're right about that. Um, Is this something that you've experienced on your own? Is this why you started to write about it first? 
Actually, no. Someone suggested, uh, I think when COVID first came, um, you know, actually, no, it was long before COVID. We were talking about loneliness, and she said, why don't you write a book on it? And I remember thinking, are you asking me because I'm single? Is that what makes me different? And uh, she said, no, it just seems to be a general condition. And uh, I kind of set the idea aside for a while, but then the more I looked at it, the more I realized that everybody is lonely in one way or another. And I started to observe different types of loneliness, different, um, you know, whether there's loneliness in marriage, there's loneliness in singleness, and and the elderly can be lonely, and children can be lonely, and and it's uh, ubiquitous in humanity, I think. And then COVID happened, and people are becoming aware that they're lonely, like like never before in our society. So, you know, at least in, in recent generations. So... It's it's come front and center. You know, over in the UK, they have a czar of loneliness because the problem is so prevalent. And I think when it comes to being different, that that's uh, it can take all shapes and forms. I I personally had in mind, not personally, but particularly had in mind, um, like a deformity of some sort or an illness, or I think it's really anything that can make other people pity us or be uncomfortable around us because they don't know what to say, they don't know how to talk to us, or we sort of bring them down and they don't, they, we don't fit in and it's just easier for people not to deal with us. I mean, someone experiencing great grief can be different in that way. Right. And so, so what do you do when you're shut out? That's the thing. And, and what is the remedy? Uh, so that's what I wanted to explore in the book. Yeah, I think it's probably the question of the ages, isn't it, Lydia? And, you know, and I, I think that thing is, you know, what you talked about, the, the being different somehow and the uncomfortability of those who are around the person who's different. I wonder, you know, if we could somehow educate ourselves, rise above the idea of the uncomfortability. I mean, because that's something we all carry as well, right? So if we could... Who's the brave one among us who breaks through the uncomfortability wall and first says something to that person who's different? Yeah, you know, I think, at least for me, it's, I can be pretty callous in that way and just get off in a group. I think about a newcomer at church and how lonely that person is if no one goes over to say hi. And why aren't, we're not deliberately ignoring someone. We're just caught up talking to the people we haven't seen for a week. Right. So it, I think it is a deliberate awareness of, of consciously trying to say, just be aware of the people around us. You know, I think my mom, who who was all sort of a wallflower growing up by her own admission and, and an introvert and really shy, is, is sensitive to people who are different and maybe left out. And every week at church, she looks for someone who's alone and makes it a point to go sit with them or say hi. And I, I want to be more like that. And uh, so how can we be? I think um, I'm thinking about it somewhat, but really, I think praying that the Lord would help us to see people through his eyes mm-hmm. and asking that, that we would have that sensitivity, that spiritual sensitivity to recognize when someone is in need of just being acknowledged and, and being welcomed and feeling like just a hello can do it. They, I think sometimes when people are lonely, it's because they just feel completely invisible uh, as, as whether people are deliberately shutting them out or whether just no one even noticed. Right. I mean, so, so, uh, so then, if the British uh, government has the wherewithal to uh, have someone who's the, uh, you know, the the czar of loneliness or whatever the official title is, right? Then why wouldn't the church have, you know, the elder of loneliness or the deacon of loneliness? Those people, like idea. your mother, you know, who are attuned to that, have experienced it themselves. So why couldn't they reach out to that? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to put more That's pressure on the church, idea. right? 
Well, I think they have hospitality committees. They have greeters. You know, I know where I go to church, they have people there. They have a team, and it's different every week. But one of the assignments is when they let bring people in and they help them find a seat is to keep an eye out for anyone who's alone and to make it a point to say hello. So they do assign that as particular ministry in churches. But I, you know what? It's a smaller church, so I think that's part of why it works. You have these massive churches where it can so easily get lost in the shuffle. Right. Okay, so, here, so here's what I did. After COVID, you know, uh, people started coming back to church, and you know, our, our pastor said something pretty much similar. Hey, you should reach out and, you know, go find, go find someone, you, you know, you don't know. So I approached the young man after church, and I said, hey, you know, how you doing? And we had this conversation, and I said, so I haven't seen you. He goes, I've been coming here for years. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. I right. did that. I yes. fell in it. And so yes, that so just goes to show. You tried, and then it was a face plant. Uh, it, was, it was. And now he looks at me out of the corner plant, of his yeah. eye, and he tries to stay away from me because, you know, I just... Yeah. But but it is true. I mean, this is a really important conversation, I think, that we it, it that is. we recognize people that are not... Because it's even for the most, what, um, connected or the people who are more, you know wanting to be outward, it is sort of a, a muscle that you have to develop, right? It's something you, you have to teach your kids how to do. Well, definitely. And we're, we're also, you know, just by virtue of our culture, we're totally self-absorbed. So it does take practice, I think, to get out of our own way, to get out of our own head and out of our own problems and a family and situation and best friends and, and just to, to become more others-centered. And I know that's a kind of a, a cliche, trite way to talk, but today everyone says that. But, I mean, can we really do it? Yeah. And uh, I, do think, I do think, though, it takes a humility and prayer to be able to actually be other-centered. I don't think naturally any of us is. Yeah, I appreciate that, you know, that naturally none of us is. Because we, when when it's so hard for us to do it, we think, everybody else is good at this. No, wait, you just What's told wrong? a story earlier in the show about a guy, it, you were in line with an ice cream thing, and he was like, hey, yeah, the party. I, I, yeah, listen to this, Lydia. I was uh, waiting in line for ice cream on Saturday night in uh, at the beach, and we were just waiting in line in an extremely long line. My husband and I and our two kids, and this guy comes up to me. He's just coming in the line right behind me, and he says, well, "You look like a nice person. What's your name?" And you know, usually, wow. you know, That's I'm gutsy. a little, I'm a little bit of an introvert. Well, this guy was the, I don't know what the opposite of introvert is because extrovert does not sum Jeff up hmm. because he was there to make friends. Anyway, we ended up spending an hour and a half with him. He was the loveliest guy. He was there with his wife, his friend Jean. It was just, a, it ended up to be a super fun night. But it was because he just took the initiative and said, "Hey, I don't know you. He's from Boca Raton, Florida. I mean, I'm probably never going to see him again in my whole life. We had, you know, a really fun night together, I all of like us." I know. Yeah, you should <laughs> I've introduced him to John virtually. <laughs> anyway, so Lydia, that's just an example of somebody who just did that to a person he didn't know at a, you know, an ice cream shop. But that's a gift. But that it, guy had a gift. Yes, I think you're right. I think he does have a gift. But you can I could learn something from him. Yeah, Lydia. Yeah, I think so. I think today, most people, when they do that, our initial reaction is we're a little suspicious. Right. Somebody comes something. up and they're that friendly and we think they have an agenda or they're out to do, they're up to no good. So, uh, you know, you are safer with your husband and it, it made it just a fun time. A woman on her own is probably going to have a different reaction to that. And hopefully he, he, he recognized the situation and, uh, it, you know, he, he, he eyed it up and thought this is fun and safe and easy and Obviously, he turned out to be a really nice guy. So, um, but you know, it's not all the, aside from just how forward he was and in all the right ways. 
um, we can, if we're not like that, it's, it's even a little um, just hello, eye contact. And I think when we see someone different in a way that, that they are uh, obviously used to, or if they have a deformity of some sort that they had since birth or happened in an accident, and it makes them noticeably different from other people. Just walking down the street, they're so used to people averting their eyes. Yes. And that, that, if you think about over the years, how isolating and lonely that must feel. And so just a simple smile and eye contact with someone like that. So That's really good. Mm-hmm. Lydia, thanks an awful lot. really appreciate the that. The intentionality of it, the loneliness of being different. Lydia Brownback, her books include Finding God in My Loneliness. That's really well done. Lydia Brownback. All right. Coming up next, eight frozen snacks that will help you stay cool. John's going to tell us all about them in his fancy shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you drive a car, truck, SUV, or vehicle of any kind, you need GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. With the free GetUpside gas app, you can get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Nearly 3 million people have earned cash back with GetUpside just for buying gas. I always use GetUpside. Some months, I make 200 to $300. I love getting money back for things I use every day. It's just free money for buying gas. There's no catch. It's simple. And you get your cash back right away. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents per gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TAN for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Earn cash back on gas on every fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TAN for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code Tan. In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime. It may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready, the Springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the Springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? Come for homemade lunch or supper or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136, and it doesn't take long to get to us. Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Springhouse in 84. Whether it's offering curbside or next-day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities, when it comes to serving you, Napa's Motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Why doing it right roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. It's a great time of year to be outdoors, fishing in local streams, splashing through creeks. We all assume these waters are safe, but for most streams, no one knows. That's a problem, a problem we can do something about. 
The Isaac Walton League of America can help us get started. From stream cleanups to simple water quality tests. Visit IWLA.org today. That's IWLA.org. It's been hot, isn't it? No. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So when you want to cool off, uh, you know what I've been doing? I, uh, I went to... Uh, Trader Joe's and bought myself some dark chocolate, coconut uh, coated almonds. And then I put them in the freezer. Oh, it's a great idea. Oh, they're so good. You pop a couple of those in there. You feel better. In, I'm not like, oh, yeah. Know, cool I mean, it's, plus, it's a health food for crying out yeah. loud. Okay. So, uh, if you want to put stuff in the freezer, check this out. I saw this in the, in okay, the Washington Post. Chocolate and tahini dipped frozen bananas. Tahini dipped. Okay, yep. so I have done the frozen banana dip mm-hmm. in chocolate, but it doesn't. M- mine aren't all that great. The, okay. the chocolate kind of falls off. They say it's a slightly more grown-up version of chocolate dipped bananas yeah. made with peanut butter instead of tahini, if desired. Okay. Skip the sesame seeds or choose another topping. All right. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Okay, I like that. I love tahini. Um, how about uh, chocolate grapes? Frozen grapes. Chocolate grapes. Frozen grapes coated in a semi-sweet or dark chocolate, dusted in cocoa powder. Okay, that sounds fine. I'd eat that. There's, there's a chocolate theme going mm-hmm. on here. Black sesame and coconut uh, mochi, M-O-C? Oh, mochi. Mochi. What is mo- oh, mochi I don't ice like cream? that. No? I don't I don't know. What, do you like mochi? I never had it. No, you never had it? Okay. You've no. never had it? And, no. Okay. Peppermint Christy's chocolate slices. Frozen peppermint patties have met their match <gasps> oh. with this layered bar, a chocolate base with graham crackers, coconut mint buttercream, <gasps> and ganache. Oh, what? You, so I'm making that myself? Yep. That sounds fabulous. But this is not helping me to fit in my pants. Well, I just How about, to... like, freeze some orange juice? Or oh, like no. Homemade Thin Mints, Girl Scout cookies, another frozen delicacy. You can make your own whenever you want to enjoy them. Fresh peach sickles. Oh. Listen, I have 25 pounds of peaches, so yeah. I need something Eat to do with them. Eat those babies. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.